0: Okay, we are ready ready to begin. This week's parsha is Pasha's Kisovo. The topic of this evening's uh, discussion is going to be the secret to healing, according to Jewish thought. And the uh, we're going to first start with we're gonna we're gonna go move straight to the topic, and then we're going to afterwards tie it to our parsha, and then perhaps maybe we're going to elaborate on the tie into our parsha. And the moving straight to the topic really the idea starts in Parshat Bishalach. In Parshat Bishalach, the Torah says like this: the Torah says in, in chapter 15, in Posuk number 26, by Hashem, if you will listen to the voice of Hashem. Elokiacha your God, and you shall do that which is straight in his eyes. And you will listen to his mitzvahs. And you will listen, you will keep all of his statutes. All of the sickness that I have placed in Egypt, I shall not place that sickness on you. Because I am Hashem, your healer, I am your doctor. So here in the commentary on this puzzle, the Avi Ezer says a very interesting thought. The Avi Ezer is a commentary on the Ibn Ezra. And uh, in number 13, in starting with the words, kolamachla, all of the sickness, he says the following idea. He says, don't you know, that medicine, very good medicine, Will not help a sick person if his heart is not complete to believe that the doctor knows and understands medicine and that it is his express will to heal him with all of his ability. Right? That's what he says, Says the, the Aviezer. That Aviezer says that the patient needs to believe in their mind that the medicine is going to help them. And if they don't believe that in their mind, then that's not going to help. Even if the medicine is supposed to help, he says, it's not going to help. Look in the books of Musa. And their words are not far from that which makes sense. For example, we see sometimes a person, when a person is rushed, they imagine things in their mind. For example, if you take somebody who is weak and they're rushed and they're going by themselves at night, when they're very afraid, they will imagine in their mind from a distance a big tree to a giant man who is very scary. And because of their fear, they can fall into bad. And the person who gets overcome with a morashchora, which is a, uh, a sickness, will think in their mind when they're rushed that their body is being destroyed. So, to the heart of every sick person, or every person who's been struck, at the time that they're sick, they're very worried, and because of the worry and the fear of death because of the lack of belief in the doctor that the doctor knows their sickness then no medicine no procedure will help such a person right so the Avi Ezri is saying that the Avi is saying that a person can actually with their own fear can can literally kill themselves if they imagine that they're being hurt, and they imagine that nothing will help them, then their mind can affect in such a way that they will just collapse and just... Die of you know, fear. Die of fear. Right? <laughs> and and he says that if, if a person feels that way, when they're walking by themselves, or when they're chas and that they are sick, no procedure, no medicine, no doctor will help them. Okay. This is not the case, says the Aviezer when a person is happy and believes and that they are happy in their actions, immediately the medicine that they take will help them as messengers of Hashem. And that's what it means when it says in our Pasuk, it says, Im tishmu, If a person will listen to Hashem, If a person is involved with medicine, meaning that they do the proper thing, and they do mitzvahs, and they do what is straight in Hashem's eyes, and they keep all of the statutes, then they will always be healthy. Then they will always be healthy. And no sickness will befall them. However, if sickness does befall them, then what's going to be? Vayyir Pecha Hashem. Hashem will heal you. Hashem will be your healer. The Gemara he's referring to the Gemara in Tractate Sanhedrin on page 101a. The Gemara in Tractate Sanhedrin asks on this posuk. On the one hand, the Pasuk says that no sickness will befall a person, and then on the other hand, it says that Hashem will heal them. Well, why would Hashem have to heal the person if no sickness befalls them? Says the Gemara, it means like this if a person will listen to the mitzvahs, they will not get sick, but if Chas v'Sholom they lack their lacks in their keeping of the mitzvot and they do get sick, then Hashem will be the one that will heal them. However, no medicine will help. Ah, he says, Lo yailu It will not. The, the medicines will not help with good deeds and Torah once a person already gets sick. It's only preventive. If a person keeps good deeds and learns Torah, then there's a great possibility that they will prevent any sickness from coming. But once they get sick, the Torah and the good deeds are not going to help. Right? A person has to believe in their heart that there is a healer, that there is a doctor. That all of the specifics and the generalities he knows. And that he wants to heal them. That's not the case. If a person's heart is filled with thoughts of sin and questioning Hashem's deeds, then no medicine will help. That's why this Pasuk says in the singular expression that to, to, to tell us, to teach us, to teach us this matter that Hashem keeps every single specific, every single thing. That's what the Aviezer says in Pashas B'Shalach. says the Aviyazi in Pashas B'Shalach that a person's mind plays a big part on whether or not they're sick or healthy. If a person does not believe that they will be healed, they will not believe that there's a system for healing, then no medicine and no procedure will help them.
1: Amazing.
0: And if a person does believe in the system of healing, then it will help them, and help them quickly. In addition to the fact that, if, of course, as we know, that if a person keeps mitzvahs, then, of course, then there could be a prevent, that could prevent them from getting sick altogether. Says the Avi Ezer, with this last point, he points out, he says, Those that understand will understand the announcement of Rabbi Alexandri in Tractate Sanhedrin, on page 19b. What does Rabbi Alexandri say in tractate Sanhedrin on page nineteen B? Rabbi Alexandri declared the following. The Gemara says sorry, uh, uh, it's our Boy De Zara nineteen B. Rabbi Alexandri was The Gemara is like this. is Rabbi Alexandri. Rabbi Alexandri made an announcement. Man boyi chai, who wants to live? Hi man, right? Man boyi who wants to live? So the Gemara says, knoiv v'osu kul yam Everybody gathered around Rabbi Alexandri and said, we want to live. Amar amri le. They said to him, chavlanachai, give us life. Amar l'ahu. He said to them, "The pasu can tell him." Thirty-four. Mi aishah chavitz chayim. Who's the person that wants to live? Nitzar l'shoyin chamera. Make sure that you keep your tongue from saying evil. Shema yoyim rodom. Maybe a person would say nitzarti. Miloshin hara v'sivse v'svasi medaver mirmo. Good. I don't say loshin hara. I don't say bad deeds. I don't. I, I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't fool people. Good. I'll go take a nap. I'm not going to say lajinar right? and I'll take a nap. He says the Gemara. No. A person has to desist from evil and do good. tov is Torah. as it says, as we say in the Shabbos morning, the pasuk from Mishlei, four. I have given you a good gift do not leave my Torah those that understand says the Avi Ezer, will understand Rabbi Alexandri's announcement those that want life listen to the words of who is the person who wants to live those that want life will understand this so we I, I, I don't presume myself to be the one that understands the Avi Tova, I don't know what he means but it sounds like that if a person believes that they're going to live, if they don't say lashon hara, and and that they're, they're happy and confident of the fact that they're living, then perhaps maybe no sickness will befall them at all. It, it depends on, on the mind. It depends on how we focus. It depends on what we think. Well,
1: there's a lot so, of there's
0: a lot of scientific uh, proof for that. Oh, so 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 the answer right away before we get to the pasha the answer right away is what is what is the secret to healing according to Jewish uh, according to Jewish um, law according to Jewish thought what is the secret to healing If you saw the picture on our email that we sent to announce it's the mind the mind is the secret to healing it depends on us And it just so happens to be, my friend Davi Katz pointed out to me that yesterday in the Times, where is it, yesterday? September 13, 2011. There was an article published in New York Times by James Gorman, and it's entitled, Scientists Hint at Why Laughter Feels So Good. And the article starts with, Laughter is regularly promoted as a source of health and well-being but it has been hard to pin down exactly why laughing until it hurts feels so good no pun intended right yeah. so, so it, the, the article goes on to say that it's, it has to do with muscular uh, issues brain chemicals and this but according to us laughter we'll see engenders happiness and that has to do with the mind and the mind is in control to a certain extent to the, the, the health of a person the physical well-being of a person. That's the answer to the question. What do you want to say, Rabbi Anderson? Oh. Uh, what are you saying?
1: Well, it's like if that in the Reader's Digest the last three, 50 years, just that little column, laughter. Right, like but this is a hush, hush of a source.
0: This is, high is high a very, this is a very, this is a very important source. Yeah. The New York Times.
1: Yeah.
0: The New York Times. Yeah. Now, so in this week's Pasha, in this week's Pasha, now that we know this, now that we know the answer to this. In this week's Pasha during the rebukes when the Torah says all of the things that we uh, unfortunately uh, made a mistake with doing is in, in in chapter 28 verse number 47 it says what is the one of the, one of the things that we that we made a mistake with is it's because you have not served Hashem your God with happiness you have not served Hashem your God with happiness so I saw in the discussion of the saver called the Maoros HaParsha from uh, Rabbi Dvorkis, so Joachim Dvorkis, he has a piece here called that the gladness of the heart is the cause for healing of a person. That's what he had. He has a piece that says this. And so he says that there's a verse in Proverbs. The verse in Proverbs appears in chapter um, seventeen. Verse in Proverbs, chapter seventeen, verse number twenty two. The verse in Proverbs says like this Chapter seventeen. Seventeen twenty two. It says Lay Sameach of that a happy heart is like is like the happy heart is like medicine. That's what the Basic says. It depends on how you translate the word Gaya. So the commentary of Rabena Yonah says like this He says the happiness of the cart is the source of a person being healed from their sickness. That's what the verse means. When a person is happy, that could be the source of being healed from their sickness. And the, the opposite, the verse says also, the same thing. So, Rabbeinu Yona, in his commentary here, um, on this verse, explains that a person who is happy is a person who, the happiness in their heart can be the actual source for them becoming better, if they have a sickness, and they are, they are in a good mood, right, on a constant basis, they don't get depressed, like the, uh, like the Avi Ezer explained, then, that in itself, could be just like medicine, and the verse actually reads that way, that the happy heart, is, as the Mitsudas explains it, is that the happy heart, is as good as good medicine. So, you know, our our mothers used to tell us that, uh, you know what's good for a cold? Chicken soup. Chicken soup soup is good for a cold.
1: My mother used to tell us... uh, Chicken soup. When you get married, it'll it'll be better. What? My mother used to tell us when you get married, it'll be better.
0: When right. you get married it'll be better. Yeah. Alright, that's nothing to do with health.
1: Just to, yeah, no, that's it what I said. Yeah. And there is some there is some there is some indication of that. That they've had studies. There's, that, there's that proof they, in medicine that uh, Yeah, that, that, they, that, they, that, that married, live marriage that marriage live longer. In a good marriage yes. they, they live longer. Okay. And especially married men that have are, yeah. are actually healthier. It yeah, adds ten years. Ten years? Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So the the um that's what Rabbeinu Yonah says. And also, not only does the Rabbeinu Yonah say this, but so does the so does Vilna Gaon. And before we see what the Vilna Gon says, we read the rest of the verse. And the rest of the verse is like this. Veruach necheha Yabesh Gorim, And the broken spirit will dry up the bones. So the commentaries here say that a broken spirit, the translation of the verse is, that a broken spirit will dry up. A broken spirit will dry up the marrow in the bones. The broken spirit can break a person too. Person meaning that drying up the marrow of the bones is an indication of that a person who has a broken spirit can actually, like we just saw from the Avi they can destroy themselves. They can hurt them. They can hurt themselves till the literally. Or, I don't know, literally or figuratively, the marrow in their bones dries up. Till the marrow in their bones dries up. That's what the rest of the verse says. Seems,
1: like, seems like if it's not literal, that would be a metaphor for uh, for you using all, using up all your strength on your inside, just like using it, all your strength, everything that is holding you together, leaving you.
0: Yeah. So now we we have a little bit. If if uh, if you don't mind we have a little bit of a Kabbalistic thought. Okay, we have a little bit of a Kabbalistic thought. On this verse, the Vilna Gon, Rabbi Elio from Vilna, says the following. He says that the word Geha here does not mean, it does not mean medicine, it means a face. So happiness makes the face good. What does that mean? So the Vilna Gon here says that there are four parts. We can divide the human being into four parts. There is the skin, the flesh, the limbs and the bones. The skin is the outermost organ. Right? The skin is on the outside. The, and, and the skin is at the, at, the, at the outermost extreme of the person. Meaning, the, ins, the, the, the person expresses themselves, or the, the outermost layer of the outside of the person is their skin. Right? And inside of that, the next layer is the flesh. And after that comes the limbs and after that comes the bones and the bones are the innermost part of the person okay the bones are the innermost part of the person and inside the bones is the inner innermost part of the person and that is the the marrow of the person so he says that the nishama also has 4 plus 1 parts to its anatomy the soul has 4 plus parts Plus, five, plus one part of its anatomy. One is called Ruach, which is the spirit. I'm sorry, the first one is called Nefesh, which is the soul. Then there is Ruach, the spirit. Then there is the Nishama, And then there is the Chaya, the living part. And then the last part, which only for only few people merit in their righteousness, is called Yechida, the only one. So in the future, there will be few people that will get the fifth part. But every single person's soul is divided into five parts. These five parts. You just
1: said not every single soul. Every single, sorry, four parts. The, every
0: single soul is divided into these four parts and then this fifth part becomes a part of them if they are one of the, the, the higher echelon of, of accomplishment. If they have the A plus students. Now when a person gets gathered up until into their world, meaning after a person dies, after a person passes away, they change. Their physicality changes. How does the physicality change? First, he says the skin changes. When a person, I guess the, uh, uh, the decomposition process, I haven't verified this scientifically, but he says uh, that the first thing that changes is the skin. Then the flesh. Then the limbs. Uh, this, what's the word? This uh, in, Disintegrate? Not disintegrate, but they come apart. not dismember themselves, I guess, maybe that's the word, that they come apart. And then afterwards, the bones. So here, here, the pasuk is telling us like this, that the happy heart is good even for the face. What is that, the face? The happy heart is good even for the outermost part of the person, which is their skin. Which is their skin. And then, that's that's the, the, the when a person is happy, meaning the the happiness um, permeates every part of their being, including even the outermost part of their being. However, when a person's spirit is broken, then even the gorem, which is what the verse says, the word gorem, which means the inner part of the bone, which is the marrow, then the sadness then the sadness seeps in even to the depths of the, of the physicality of the person, even to their marrow. And the marrow dries up. And so, the, the, um, these four parts, which, which have a corresponding, I guess, spiritual, uh, the Nesham also has the corresponding spiritual four parts, right? get affected by a person's state of being, from a Kabbalistic perspective. Right. If a person is happy, so then so then the happiness permeates even even to the exterior of the person. And if a person is sad, then there is an, a, a, then then they are affected even in their body, even all the way to the, to the to the to the marrow that's in the bones, which is the innermost part of the person's being. Right. That's what the Vilna Gon says. And then the, there's another verse in eighteen fourteen in Mishlei. This is all Proverbs. So now chapter eighteen chapter 18, verse number 14, it says like this, Ruach ish yichalkel machleu, the spirit of a person will break his sickness. but a broken, but a broken spirit, who can carry that? And here again, the Vilna Gon, Rabbi Elio from Vilna, in his commentary says, again, the following words, happiness comes through the spirit, and the spirit of a person, when he's constantly happy, that breaks the sickness. However, when a person gets sick, right? So, uh, But however, a person has a broken spirit, which is depression, then who can carry that? If a person has depression, who can carry that? So that's the way the verse reads. And so therefore, if a person is, is sick, chas v'shalom the the he they the, they can actually affect their own uh, um, they can change their 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 sickness or the state of their sickness by they can stay, they can change the state of their sickness by their attitude by their attitude they can say oh look at what has happened to me like the aviva says what has happened to me how could god do this to me how can i get so sick uh, what's gonna happen? I'm gonna die. right? If a person takes that attitude, then that's not healthy. It's literally not healthy. And if they take the opposite attitude, now I was just talking to uh, uh, my good friend and Harusa Ramsalman Siegel. and he told me that he was uh, diagnosed with cancer 30 years ago. and he said, "I'm not going to have the cancer. He went for chemotherapy. He went for chemotherapy and uh, the cancer went away. He said, I'm not going to have the cancer. He did all the things that he's supposed to do and he decided it's not time for me to have cancer and now he's alive today. That's what he decided. I does not always, I mean, I don't... Did
1: he get any brachas, Rabbi?
0: Did he get any brachas? He didn't tell me that. He just told me he decided. His main His he main did. perspective I mean, was, he did, he did get brachas. <laughs> no,
1: he, he decided...
0: He decided... That's it. He's not. It is, not going to be him. Right. Well, it, it, I mean, everything depends, and you know, God decides. <laughs> everything depends, and God decides. Not a foolproof, but definitely, what we're saying is, is that, is that it affects. It affects a person's state of being and it affects actually their physical state of being also, even when they're sick. It's really interesting. These point. verses seem to indicate that it affects their sickness. Yeah. It's really
1: interesting. The, uh, who is it that was saying the inside of the bones is the center of the soul? Uh, yes. The, the soul, but in, in medicine, um, all of your blood, the white and red blood cells, and pretty much your whole immune system comes from the blood marrow. Yeah. If your blood marrow is happy, if it it's healthy, you're in good shape. If it's bad, you're in bad shape.
0: So, how does that aff- how is that affected well, by your emotional that, disposition?
1: We were saying that that uh, that if the shaman Oh, it's from Tavi, the marrow. It's from the marrow. So, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It affects your marrow. Yeah.
0: And we were, there's also know, a book marrow, that somebody pointed out to me, my good friend, Norman uh, Cousin's, uh
1: Anatomy of an illness. this guy Norman Cousins. Oh, there's another one here. You it's called Cancer, and he watched Marx Brother movies. He said he, he for a, he, uh, two hours a day. He did everything he could to keep himself happy. Yeah. he didn't. He was never around anybody who was depressed or sad. He didn't let anybody come near him.
0: Right, and he of so, any uh, yeah. There's yeah. also another book which somebody pointed out to me. It's called The Power of Positive Thinking, okay. by Norman Vincent Peale. Right. So I I, read, I started reading the introduction. He you know basically I mean his theory seems to be is that that person. Uh, the way that a person perceives themselves, if they have self-confidence, and they believe in their abilities, and they have, they believe that they can affect the situation that they're in, with their, with their positive thinking, then they will change how people think about them, how they will be successful in business and their relationships, and how they feel about themselves. So the, and he, the, the, this is the message that's being given here in the Torah. Number one is, we have a two-tier message. Number one is we see from Parshas Bishalach that the person's mind can affect their 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 um their sickness, meaning that it can break the sickness. That's number one. Number two is number two is we see that a person's the, the how does the person's mind affect their sickness, and that is that that we have to strive to put ourselves in a state of being where we are happy. The key the key seems to be. A state of happiness, right? of 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 a, of, a, of a positive disposition. That seems to be the key to the uh, the way that the mind can accomplish healing of sickness to a certain extent. What well, were you saying? Were you saying uh, so? Okay. Um, so there is an interesting sefer, it's called the Ololos uh, the Afrayim, in Simon Tav Kuv So this, Oros HaParsher quotes him, and the, the Olos Safraim is the author of the Kliyakr, which is printed in every Chumash. It's a commentary on the Torah. So the Klioker in his Olos Afrayim explains, he explains, um, why is it so beneficial to visit sick people who are sick? says the Olah Safrayim, and he's quoted here in the Maoris HaParsha, I don't have the actual volume in front of me, but the way that he's quoted is it, like this, that the that when a person visits somebody who is not well, Anoshim Sarev and the visitor is important, Goyim Simchol that causes the person who is not well, to feel happy. Why? choshev he feels that he is something. That wow. people, he feels that he is something in the in the in the worthwhile. in the worthwhile in the eyes of people. By the way, parenthetically, parenthetically, in uh, two weeks ago, at the end of Parsha Shoftim, the altar from Kelm says the following idea. He, I think he's quoted in the Lechach Tov, is that we all know that if there's a, a a victim of homicide that's found outside of a city, so the 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 the, the, there's a mitzvah uh, to perform a certain process in order to in order to achieve atonement for this homicide and they have to measure the process is called the egla Rufa so they have to the the, the the elders of the city have to measure which city is the closest to the homicide and the elders of that city have to say a, 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 a statement of confession right of that hashem should forgive them that if I'm quoting the passage right, our hands did not spill this blood. So Rashi there asks, do we have, do we really think, do we suspect that the elders, which are the most important people in the city, do we suspect them that they spill the blood of this unfortunate person? That they have to actually say that they have to give atonement? They have to give atonement for, 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 for this? They have to make this declaration? So Rashi says, no, what it really means is they're making a declaration that they didn't escort him out of the city. That they didn't give him uh, food. They didn't give him a care package when he left. That's what they're saying atonement for. So asks the author from Kelm, but that's not homicide. What? That's not homicide. Okay, they didn't give him a care package. They didn't give him a couple of chocolate chip cookies. They didn't give him the box of raisins and and the juice box. But that's not homicide. Why do they have to atone for homicide? Says the altar from Kelm, he says that if they would have escorted this person out of the city and they would have given him a care package and they would, what would have that done that would have made him feel important. It would have made him feel like he's a part of the crowd and if it would have made him feel important then when the assailant would attack him his feeling of importance would give him fortitude to fight back And not be overcome by the murderer. And for that they have to ask for forgiveness. So here the old Safraim also says that part of the mitzvah of visiting the sick, especially when it's an important person in the community, comes to visit somebody who's sick, they make the sickness lighter. Why? Because in the eyes of the person who is sick, the person who's sick feels like they're important. Oh look, so-and-so took the time to come and visit me. And therefore, says the old Sephrayim, and this is a Khirish, he says, this is a novel novel idea, he says, that one can fulfill the mitzvah, even if they actually don't see the sick person. Says the old Sephrayim, even if I come visit the person in the hospital, and can't get in for whatever reason, they're doing a procedure, or whatever they're doing. Right? Or the, or the sick person is, is, is sleeping. She'ein It doesn't go inside the room. is still yesh mitzvah. There is a, he fulfills the mitzvah anyway. Why? Because later people are going to say, later people are going to say, so-and-so came to visit you. Oh, so-and-so came to visit me? Wow. So I'm, I must be, I must be, I must be important. And that, and that's, that, that, that in itself makes the person feel better. And I was thinking that perhaps maybe that's what the Gemara means in tractate Nadarim, also on page thirty nine b. The Gemara we all know what the Gemara says that when a person visits the sick, they take away one sixtieth of their sickness. Perhaps maybe that's why they literally take away one sixtieth of the sickness. I always thought that the Talmud is saying something which is spiritual and like uh, something like uh, in terms of like merit that there's like you affect the spiritual energy and you make them better or whatever. But but here we can according to this interpretation of the Allah Safraim, it's really just literal. Literally speaking, a person makes the person who visits them makes them better because it it, it cheers them up. It uh, lifts their spirits, literally. And when a person's spirits are lifted, when they're cheered up, we've already seen from uh, from all of these sources. We've already seen from all of these sources that, that 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 a person can 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 affect their physical state of being that's detrimental to them there they can affect their sickness to perhaps maybe take it away in some cases he quotes another sefer that says that the uh, called the Zerachayim in siman Chavtes in number 29 to explain why light is good for a sick person he says why because another verse in mishlei in proverbs in 15 says maore yismachlev that the light of the eyes makes a person happy, and he says, if a light makes a person happy, then then if a light makes a person happy, so then 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 light is good because well, anything.
1: Incandescent or, or fluorescent.
0: If it makes a person happy, then it's good.
1: It makes bit, some people say they get they get sick with uh, with the. Person.
0: Fine, then it's not good. Then it's not good. And yet
1: that's but it's a simple
0: meaning. You might happy. think that it's just the light that makes them happy for whatever some supernatural reason, but it's not. You know, if, if, you, if, you, if you hire a clown to go... If you hire a clown to go into the hospital to sit there and stand on his head and spit nickels or whatever, right? And that makes the... the, the what's his name? Uh, the, the sick person laugh. Uh,
1: Unless he has a hernia, meantime, it's a good
0: thing. Unless he has a hernia, it's a good thing. Exactly. Well put. Unless he has a hernia, it's a good thing.
1: Rabbi, is <laughs> it... about Saying the light of the eyes is what so are we really talking about physical
0: light or are we talking about he's talking about phys- out of your yeah head. he's talking about literally he's talking about physical light
1: well you've heard the expression his eyes let up or her right. eyes lit light up the so when so someone gets excited and they're feeling positive there is that right you know the eyes are the window oh, like that's, that's what i that's what I'm wondering that's what I'm, about. About. That's what I'm wondering about oh, because we say the eyes are the window to the, the neshama so so you know every person is there.
0: Every person is different, but generally speaking, you know, when you're at home and you have all the lights off, it's kind of like it, like, or or it's in the, when a person walks in the darkness, it kind of like depresses the mood. Darkness creates a more somber, a more somber uh, mood, and 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 so that, that that affects, you know, the dimming of the lights affects how a person feels, and that could if a, if a person is, is sick, that can that can really. Uh, um, uh, be, uh, throw their their, their balance off kilter. It could be it could be it could affect them in in a negative way. So when a person turns on the lights, you know, okay, the light also could be very bright. But if a person turns on the lights so then it could be also uh, also good. Vitamin, that's that's vitamin
1: what vitamin D from sunlight is essential. Oh, to yes, right. The
0: studies have shown that vitamin D people are depression, not depression, not suicide rates. Are higher in places where vitamin D is deficient, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially in the in the in the cities and the the countries in the north and northern side. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's
1: sad, which is sad. Seasonal well, affective yeah. disorder. Seasonal affective disorder. It, it, Seasonal it, disorder. It, it, People move from it, Seattle that. down to Phoenix.
0: Right. Yeah. right. Okay. So so uh, the one more the Maoris the Maoris haParsha here says one more idea, uh, so and we, this idea. The the, it's a it's a, a book on the parshah.
1: Lighting
0: uh, us up. Uh, oh, a oh, a oh, contemporary oh, book oh. commentary on the Torah.
1: Right.
0: Here he, he quotes so a, a, a Balhaturim in Parshas Mishpatim. In Parshas Mishpatim, the Torah says the following idea. The Torah says, You will serve Hashem your God." Therefore, what's going to happen? He's going to bless your bread, and he will bless your water i machla mikirbechana, we remove sickness from your, from your midst. So, the Balaturim here points out in his commentary on this verse, verse number uh, 20, 20, it's chapter 23, verse 25, Parsha's Mishpatim. The Balaturim here points out that the word Rosi and I shall remove, appears twice in the Torah. It appears once in Parsha's Mishpatim, which is here. Uh, which we're quoting, another time it appears is in Parsha's Kisisa. In Parsha's Kisisa, in, uh, chapter 30, in, in Exodus chapter 33, verse number 23, in Parsha's Kisisa there, Hashem, Moshe asks, after he asks for forgiveness for the golden calf, Moshe asks Hashem to see his presence. So there, the Torah says, Vahasi rosi eskapai. Hashem says to him, you'll sit on the rock, I will remove my hand, and you will see my presence. So the word Rosi, the word and I will remove my presence, is the same word as Rosi Machla, I will remove the sickness. So what is seeing the Divine Presence have to do with I will remove the sickness. Because that word Vahasirosi and I will remove only appears twice in the entire Torah. So there must be a connection between these two ideas. That's what the, the Baal HaTurim says. So, the Baal HaTurim says that the connection is is that Moshe Rabbeinu never got sick. As it says in Parsh's Vizosa Bracha, even when he was 120 years old, the Torah says in Vizosa Bracha, in, in, in Deuteronomy, chapter 34, verse number 7, Lokei Eino, his eyes did not become dim, and his the, the um, liquid in his body did not, so, did not run away it did not dry up at all he was, he was healthy the Torah is telling us so the connection between seeing the divine presence and removing sickness is there's some kind of connection there that's what the the, uh, the, the, the HaTurim says and the Bal HaTurim <coughs> says obviously when somebody sees the divine presence then they will not get sick so says the <coughs> Ma'arot why is that? Why is that? He says, the answer is obvious. It's a Gemara in tractate Shabbos on page 30b. And it's a Gemara in tractate Psachim on page 117a. The Gemara in tractate Shabbos on page 30b says the following idea. The Gemara here is asking about a contradiction that exists in the book of uh, and the Gemara in Ecclesiastes, and the Gemara here wants to know whether well, Shlomah Hamelach, that uh, King Solomon, in his in his uh, um, uh, putting together the book of Kaheles, uh you know, what's the resolution to the contradictions that he seemingly put that are outright contradictions? So one of the contradictions that the that the Talmud deals with is is that the Gemara says. That, that the one verse in Ecclesiastes says mm-hmm. that happiness is unimportant
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the other verse says and I praise happiness I so the true. Talmud says this is an outright contradiction How did Shlomo write this? which is not for us to deal with right now but the Talmud does say <laughs> I praise happiness that is Happiness of doing a mitzvah. And then the Talmud says the words like this: Lalam Decha, this comes to teach me. She'ain Shchina Shorah, the divine presence does not come, mitoch atvus, not from depression, v'lo mitoch atvus, and not from laziness, v'lo mitoch and not from meaningless laughter, v'lo mitoch and not from levity, v'lo mitoch and not from speech, v'lo mitoch and not from speech that's idle, idle chatter, that has no purpose. It comes only from the happiness, from the performance of a mitzvah. As it says in Malachim, 2, chapter 3, that Elisha, in order to prophesize and prophecy as the way of God explains by Moshe Chaim prophecy is a connection to God which requires the presence of the Divine Presence. So in order to prophesize, Elisha said, Get me a musician. And when he will play the song, that's when the hand of God comes. Rabbi Yehuda says, also the hand of God comes also when one studies Jewish law. So here you see from tractate Shabbos, that in order for the divine presence to come, in order for a person to prophesize, the person has to be in a state of happiness. However the happiness is achieved, whether it be through music or other other mediums, other ways. That's the only way that it can happen. And the Talmud in tractate p'sachim at page 117a says that if you'll notice that in Tehillim, in, in, in uh, Psalms, sometimes it says the word Mizmor leDavid, a song to David, and sometimes it says leDavid Mizmor. Uh, to David is a song. So the Gemara there says, Mismor ledavid. Why does it say a song to David? If I'm not mistaken, the Gemara says that sometimes David, in order to recite the psalm, in order to write the psalm, there had to be a Mismor first. There had to be first a song. Because since the, the book of Psalms requires divine inspiration in order to be written, therefore there had to be a song first for King David in order that he should be divinely inspired so that he can write the psalms. But obviously,
1: somebody of the, somebody of his psalms are depressing. I mean, he's aching and veing and complaining and crepting. and so okay. it seems like you know, so sort of strange, you
0: know. The clarity of there's not not uh, uh, nothing, there's uh, nothing more, nothing more happy than the, <laughs> no, than the clarity of truth. Like we said, remember we said in verse in in chapter eighteen, what was that? Chapter eighteen, uh, verse fourteen. In Mishle, in Proverbs there, again, it says,
1: 1814.
0: Was that a good year? Uh, was it 1814? I, I don't remember. Ruachi kil machleu. No, that was not the one. Maybe it was the 1722. Well, the Mitsudas there in his commentary, the Mitsudas Tzion. Uh, I think he says, that, that there is no happiness than to take away... Ain't simple caterers las Vegas. There's no happiness than to take away doubt and question. So we can make the argument that according to this, the King David is not expressing expressing depression, but he's expressing a clarity of truth. That, look, The book of Psalms requires study. King David is a complicated person. But we're not, we're, we're that, we don't have the, to do that in the next uh, six minutes. The only thing that we can do is, is that we could say that the Talmud says the two words we can understand. That it says, Mizmorla David, a song to David, means that there had to be a song first before King David can write a psalm. Mm-hmm. Right? So you see from all of this as the Maris HaParsha, that in order for the divine presence to come, there has to be happiness. Now we can connect the two verses. What, was, what did we say? We said that the word Vahasi Rosin I shall remove appears only two times in the Torah. It appears in Parshat Mishpatim when it says that Hashem will remove sickness and appears in Parshat Kisisa when it says that Hashem's divine presence was revealed in part to Moshe. What's the connection, says the Baal Aturim? The connection is, is that because the divine presence was revealed to, Mo- to Moshe, therefore he never got sick. And that's why it says in Parshat Mishpatim that Hashem will remove all the sicknesses. That's the connection between the two words. Now, says the Morsev Parsha. how did Moshe achieve the fact that the Divine Presence came to him? How did Moshe achieve the fact that Hashem removed his hand and allowed Moshe the experience of the Divine Presence? It must be, according to the Talmud that we just quoted, it must be that Moshe put himself, like Elisha the prophet, in a state of happiness. And therefore, by transitive property, if happiness causes the divine presence, and the divine presence causes the sickness to go away, and therefore motion never got sick, it must be that the state of happiness is what causes the sickness to go away. If A equals B, B equals C, then A equals C. C. Right? And so therefore, here we have another source that says the same idea. We have the same source that if a person puts themselves in a state of positive thinking, if a person puts themselves in a state of happiness and a positive outlook, then that can affect their physical well-being. they can affect and in perhaps maybe even heal them from their sickness. So therefore, the uh, the the secret to healing, besides medicine, as we mentioned in the beginning, of course, medicine and all procedure is important because that's the way Hashem set up the system as we saw in our discussion last week's Pasha, that it is that, that Hashem expects us to take all of the necessary steps according to cause and effect and nature in the way that Hashem has set up the world but at the same time on top of that all of that will work the secret the healing with all of that will work with our minds depending on what state we put ourselves in depending on the confidence that we have in ourselves the confidence that we have in the fact that we believe in God and the confidence that we have in the fact that he put uh, a medium and a way for us to affect ourselves in, 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 in a cause and effect to heal ourselves with medicine and medical procedures. That's the secret to Jewish healing, uh, at least according I, to this evening. Okay. My
1: question is, I mean, you seem to establish that basically if you... If you're happy, there's more likely that, you that you'll go from sickness to health. Right. But the problem is when people are sick, they can't perceive ways to be happy. So are you just saying, if we just... No, no, I'm just... No, I, so I'm you've a, never been... Spent, I want to hear the last... Excuse no, keep me. going with the question. Well, we spent six months in a cancer center okay. for a child. Okay. Then, okay. then you should have some appreciation. And That's the happiness that I saw... It, with all these children, was unbelievable, Okay. and that's what kept them all going. Children way. have a higher people rate of survival no, but rate. I, I want to hear the rest of your question. You, yeah. right, you I you You made an assumption, and, we, we, and I, I would appreciate it. When you feel it. sick... You don't make, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, keep going. No, no, I mean, kids, kids, yeah, I mean, when people are sick, maybe not kids because they don't have enough life experience to know. That things don't necessarily get better, but, you know, or they may—they don't have ten; they haven't been sick for ten years or, so, or twenty years, whatever. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, where does the Torah say how you get past the fact that you have something more chronic, or you have something that, without you know, is it just a faith thing? Yes, God will get me better. I mean, it, it, its just. I understand the mind-body connection, but I was kind of hoping from this, this little, uh, that you wouldn't just say that A equals B and B equals C, so A equals C. I was wondering how you, if there were certain prayers or certain things that people do to get to that happiness point. Let's say you don't right. want to listen to the Nigum or the, the music or right. whatever. Right. Um,
0: so the the question the question is the question is is that how does when one is in a situation of 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 um, how does one think of happy right
1: how does one well how
0: does, <laughs> well, how one, how does one put, them put themselves the <laughs> how does one put themselves in a in a in a happy state when things look grim and, and bitter <laughs> yeah. and they're sick that's the question so 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 the the you're, you're absolutely right we did not discuss that particular part uh, at length we did not we did not talk about that you're absolutely right. But we did, uh, we did at the beginning, at the very beginning, hint, we did at the very beginning hint to it. And perhaps maybe in my mind right now I have an illustration that, that, uh, that, that perhaps maybe will illustrate the point. And with that we're going to conclude because we're out of time. So, the, the, uh, if let's say I'm late to an appointment and I'm sitting on a train, and I'm not driving the train, I'm sitting on the train, so I have two options. I can be nervous that I'm going to be late to this appointment, or I cannot be nervous that I'm going to be late to this appointment, right? For example, another example is, I was, uh, yesterday, I was trying to make my uh, plane, and I was late. So, I determined in my mind, with the, of course, with the help of the GPS device, mm-hmm. that I will be at the airport at a certain amount of time, no matter what I do, even if I try to get myself arrested. No matter what I do, I will be at the airport because of the traffic, because of the time that I started up, because of all the things that happened. And I have done everything that I can do to get to the airport. That's it. I've done everything that I can do to get to I have done everything that I can do to get to, um, to, this, to, to my appointment because I'm sitting on this train. And there's nothing that I can do to get to my appointment any faster that every, every other element of when the train is going to get there or when am I going to get to the airport and whether my flight will be delayed, those are the things that are out of my hands and I've done everything that's in my hands to do. And when I, when I put myself in that state usually, because it could be a very nervous situation, especially when that's the last flight out and then you're going to have to think about other plans and you, you have, it's going to mess up your other flight or whatever it is, but then there's a certain liberating factor that happens. And that liberating factor actually brings upon a state of positive thought. I wouldn't say they would be ecstatic and happy, but at the same time, it, it, it's liberating, and, 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 and it takes away the nervousness and anxiety. When I know that what I have done and what I am doing is in my hands, all of those things I've done, and everything else is whatever Hashem wants to do, whatever God wants to do, that is not in my control, and as long as i have done what i have to do so part of part of putting oneself in a, in a, in a, in a state of, of a happiness is emuna is belief in god is belief in god is that i don't run the world i don't run my life and i don't run what happens i can only do what i can do and once i do it whatever happens is, is not my choice and so i i am I'm, I'm, I'm happy because I've done that, that everything that's expected of me to do it's kind of like taking out the garbage once the garbage has been thrown out I've done everything that I can do the garbage is out That's the only thing I could say in, in short that would be the beginning to to, to, to place oneself in, 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 that, in, in, that, in that in that state of mind okay thank you
1: Thank you. It's not, it's not so kind.